Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. The following podcast is a member of the Great Big Owl family. Hello and welcome to part two of this week's The the One Show Show, TTOS for short. Uh, we thought we'd been really clever and recorded everything we needed to record when we were in our studio, <laughs> but we didn't. If you've uh, not listened to part one, you might want to start with that. But this is part two of this week's TTOS with John Holmes, Mark Haynes and Craig Parkinson. Enjoy! Apologies for this bit. Now, what is what John and Greg? What's their relationship? They it's, don't like. Do you know other, what? It's they? weird. They mentioned in the course of it. They went. We have very separate lives, very separate shows, and it's like, why would that even come out? Unless you were like, I want to make it clear. Me and him, we're not. Uh, he's not my fucking mate, and that was what Tarod was really, really pushing. He's they a greengrocer. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm a chef. I'm a chef. Yeah, he's, he's a, a fucking greengrocer. I'm marrying a woman who was in Spooks season one. <laughs> Thank you. And she's much younger than your wife. <laughs> And, you know, we're very different people. We have different likes, different wants, different things, and we live different lights to each other. But we, if I look at him and I see a little tear in his eye... MasterChef is, is a show that is always very, very boring when they talk about it. It's really difficult to say, yeah, you know, the food's great. And again, Matt and Alex were asking such bad questions. Yeah. Is it hard to say that food from abroad is nice <laughs> if you don't know what that food is like? John Tarot's like, oh, it tastes nice. Yeah. You know, <laughs> what, what can you say? But also, why do they have to go on to promote MasterChef? It's like, MasterChef's like an institution. Like, yeah. If you watch it, you watch it, and you know, how do you sell a show like that? Right, we've got some people coming on, they're going to cook some food, I'm going to get rid of a few. <laughs> Done. See ya, that's it. What else can you talk about? We're going to need uh, two separate kids. <laughs> <laughs> and they had that whole thing about school dinners as well. John, who's Australian, hadn't ever heard of school dinners? Never heard of packed lunches. Uh, yeah, oh. the, I didn't really no no he used to take a packed lunch no he used to take a packed lunch did he I but thought he, oh, do you know what I, that was something I'd learned and I totally listened <laughs> no, to no, the no, wrong bit the other way around they, got, yeah. in Australia they don't have packed lunches he used to just take sandwiches you got that wrong there which is going to be very confusing they <laughs> what, don't, they, what did I say you said they, they don't have packed lunches <laughs> no they do have packed lunches so he took sandwiches <laughs> in oh, right <laughs> ah so you see we take oh. the piss out of John and Greg actually it's not as easy as it looks <laughs> this is live it's really hard <laughs> They don't have they don't have 
School dinners, dinners in Australia, right? <laughs> so that he got confused with Greg explaining that the best bit of a pudding to get was the corner of it. <laughs> <laughs> and then they had an audience of school dinner? Yes, chef? school chef, chef of the year. That's right. Again, it, are we watching Partridge? <laughs> smooth link, smooth link. <laughs> uh, Greg's advice to those dinner ladies uh, was a simple one. They said, what advice would you give to the dinner ladies? And Greg's advice was, you can't smash it unless you own it. <laughs> what are you talking about? Oddly, that's our family motto. <laughs> they have a real passion and love for what they do. As you know, you can't smash it unless you own it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And look Beverly at- Knight. Can we talk about Beverly Knight? Yeah, let's talk about Beverly Knight. <sighs> she was great. She was great. <laughs> when, when you've been doing this for like 20 years, let's let's take a look at one of your old songs. <laughs> Never heard of it, mate. No, no one's <laughs> ever heard of no. that song. But it's true, 25 years. Well, tell you what, let's see where it all began. Oh, God. <laughs> yeah, sorry. <laughs> Good memories. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no one said. Who is your music for? Then Matt Who's said, your favourite artist, Beverly Knight? No, it's not. <laughs> <laughs> Matt said, uh, you're doing a 25th uh, anniversary uh, gig. Are you going to be playing that song there? And she went, yeah. And he went, oh, brilliant. Brilliant. <laughs> <laughs> what? what? What are we doing? What's happening here? Jesus. There was Christ. a lovely Stevie Wonder anecdote from Alex, though, wasn't there, as well? When Beverly Knight got into a... Also, oh. why is it? Why is it that every guest they have has been to Prince's house? Yes, yes, yes. What's yes. yes. like the oh. third or fourth <laughs> guest I've known about this? Go, oh, went to Prince's. Does Prince just invite when he was alive all of the people from the one show? Right, which was purple house. Prince, you know this. Prince used to get a list of who was going to be in the one show in two years' time. He liked to be ahead of the curve. <laughs> when she was talking about, oh, so I've just had my portrait done for this this show the portrait artist of the year and they did it really well I chose the winner and said oh you're going to take it home yeah I'm going to hang it up in my house really proud and then we, and then someone went right let's take a look back at your career she went, oh no <laughs> you fucking love it Knights. you love it <laughs> please let's talk about the Stevie Wonder anecdote oh. that was one of my favourite bits so she had, when she was a kid she said she used to sing bits of Stevie Wonder at school or whatever and, they, and then Alex just sort of said and you know they've talked about this in advance have you ever have you ever met Stevie Wonder? Yeah. Uh, yes, at Prince's house. Yeah. Was the, was the thing. And then I mean, I suppose the other thing is, if you ask that, people, most people are going to go no, and then yeah. you go right, reset. Um, so, uh, how are you doing? You know. <laughs> so they must have asked her about it. You're of course, interested. yeah, of course. So she then said, "Yeah, I met him once," uh, and obviously that was her big anecdote that she was, ah, uh, you know, such a hero. And I met him, and it was amazing. And I was doing backing vocals, and at Prince's house, and he came up, and it was. Like, and then Alex said, "Oh, oh, uh, Matt and I have uh, sung with Stevie Wonder," and I was thinking, "Well, because ex- I don't know, explain that." Mm. They didn't. Obviously. <laughs> so we don't know why. But then she just sort of said, and, and afterwards, he, uh, he grabbed my arm and he just said, I sure hope you're pretty. <laughs> but she also tried to do the American accent. Yes, she did it as a Welsh, <laughs> Welsh hybrid. Right, I can argue my accents. Yeah, absolutely. God, we sang with him, didn't we? And oh, he pitched we it did. really high. Happy birthday. And at the end, he no. grabbed my hand like this and he went, I sure hope you're pretty. Oh, <laughs> 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 
Why? And then they all laughed so much because he's blind. They all laughed and laughed. <laughs> but then Matt Baker sort of went, oh yes, like some sort of the exasperating granddad at a funeral going, she's going off again with the Stevie Wonder anecdotes. <laughs> that hour, they've got it felt like they just they've got to fill an hour. Yeah. So they just drag everything out. It was they? it was a really, really slow episode. It was a one. film about tomatoes. It was, yeah. With a man being uh, pro-Brexit in it, and then they didn't put a <laughs> counterpoint on it. That's so, right. Dear BBC, yes, <laughs> I shall be complaining. That was, the, that was the Vox Pop Dry the Tomatoes in the Street. Where a man, what town were they in? Uh, I, I can't remember. Uh, uh, Faversham or somewhere. Provincial. <laughs> I can't remember. And they, a man had made his own tomatoes. They were British tomatoes. <laughs> yeah. Not foreign a, deep, muck. a deep brown tomato <laughs> that tastes of compost and loft lagging <laughs> lovely and they were testing him against vine tomatoes from fucking Europe <laughs> and a bloke in the street had just got something in a bot and he just said so we did a one show experiment uh, and he was standing in a marketplace and he had a he said we've got the local tomatoes these vine tomatoes in a green box and the blue boxes the European we asked the local people what tomatoes they preferred and he started shouting come and try the one show tomatoes <laughs> three people really and great then, success two, and there was no be quick before they go come and try your tomatoes for the one show what do you think? Amazing, yeah, super. Juicy. Which one do you prefer? The green one. The blue one. You prefer the green, eh? Yeah, the green one. Two-thirds of people favoured the tomatoes grown locally, and there was plenty of surprise when we revealed those in the green basket came from just down the road. Nice to have English on my doorstep. Yeah, it's nice to be have uh, our own. So why worry about Brexit? Even with every shot of people trying tomatoes, just one at a time at this store, no crowds, nothing. No one no. wanted the one show's tomatoes. And then he just said, uh, after three people, he went, and two went, oh, I like those. And he went, well, our experiment shows that two-thirds of the people, he goes, it's just have three people. Oh. And then you're right, Brexit man turned up, and he just went... Uh, it just goes to show that, you know, Brexit is uh, yeah. going to be fine. Yeah. Because <laughs> two people have had a tomato. <laughs> Oh. It was an odd piece because they couldn't quite work out what they were saying with it. And they were going, look, this guy is growing tomatoes. But the guy growing tomatoes was going, yeah, but there's no way that I can grow enough tomatoes to feed the whole of Britain. Uh, we do rely on exports. And then they sort of go, well, actually, 35% of our tomatoes are grown in... 35 is not a high percentage. Um, and it just didn't quite know what it's, where its feet were. Did you see... I wrote this down as another contender for Dolly's segment of the week. This mm. was the River Ribble in Lancashire. Oh, yes. Do you know, I watched that twice and I, and I went back... <laughs> Twice. Well, I went back to go, what's this about? And again, it finished. And I thought, oh, it's gone. It's finished. I haven't taken it in. I, I, yeah. Some rivers are dirty. Is that, that's, yeah. that that's seems basically, to be yeah. Yeah. And we're in Lancashire, so they're yeah. northern. They must be scum. Yeah. And, and, and I, say that, I say that being slightly northern scum myself. <laughs> yeah, that was really weird and dull. And I think I got up and went and brushed my teeth and then came back because it was just so boring. I went, it's going to carry on for a bit. It's just like there's loads of plastic in there. It's a bit dirty. Don't go in. Yeah. And what are you doing swimming in there? Yeah. He yeah. was a lunatic. Yeah. Crazy. And they went, sort of went back and, and Ricky Gervais, I think they sort of said to Kerry Godleman, you do a lot of like wild swimming, don't you? So it must be worrying. She went, yeah, it's horrible. And Ricky's like, no, don't be silly. You know, you've got to drink an awful lot of it to actually yeah. get ill. Oh, well, that's made the last three minutes redundant. <laughs> yeah. right. But she also went, well, not anymore. I'm not going anymore. Yeah. As we've often surmised on this podcast, right, we don't, we, we're still trying to work this out. We've had Jay Rayner's been on, you know, from the show. We've had people sort of who do know how it works. 
and we still not quite got to the bottom of whether or not they say to the guests, what else do you do? And then try and match that up with a film off a shelf. Mm. So if Kerry Goldman sort of went, oh, I sometimes go swimming in a pond in Hampstead Heath or whatever she does. And they've got database. Have we got a film about someone who swims in a river? Yeah. God, I hadn't thought about that. And then they, mm. that's how they do it. So that is how they do I it. I think so. It must be, mustn't it? It's the vaguest link possible. So <laughs> otherwise, you're just chancing your arm. If they've gone out this week and filmed an open water swimming thing, Thing, to say to Kerry Godleman, you like open water swimming? <laughs> oh, ever done a bit of open water swimming? Didn't they do that thing with uh, Greg Wallace where they went, now Greg, you like history, don't you? Oh, and he oh, went, that yeah. Was a bit. And then Beverly Knight went, I like history. <laughs> <laughs> it was like Jerry Halliwell going, I love reading. <laughs> <laughs> what a passion pro. I mean, you're well into your history anyway, aren't you, Craig? I'm a real history buff, yeah. I Me think too. that. I love history. Do you? I think that's yeah. fantastic, do you, Bev? Love history. Any particular era? Sorry, I don't want to say that. <laughs> Carry on. Victorian, Victorian history. Victorian history. Right, love. okay. All right, that's a love. bit of living history they've got there. Yeah. I think that's, that's phenomenal. We could get you on the one show to do a little Victorian history film. <gasps> fancy it, Bev. I'd love that. Yeah? Yeah. Good. Yeah. Yeah. Sorted. Deal. Done. Oh, perfect. <laughs> so this is what. It, but that led to a, a really long piece about the rebuilding of some kind of military vehicle yeah. Yeah. that was found in a scrapyard. One of our favourite presenters, though, Christine. Yes, yeah, she Christine is. Christine was in she charge of it. She is great. Every time I see her, she reminds me of poet. Is he Ian McMillan? Yes. Every time I see Christine, I go, oh, Ian McMillan's... No, it's Christine. <laughs> Every time. They look identical. She throws herself into it, Christine. We really like Christine. She's, and she's got, really. I think she's really natural. Natural, engaging. Yeah. Bump yeah. into her at the post office or watch her on the one show. You know, it's the type yeah. of yeah. person that exactly you Exactly that. And now they put some overalls on her and she's in a scrapyard finding a military vehicle, that, a hunk of metal mm. that's incredibly rare and it was some three uh, piloted what's the word for it it was um, an armoured car yeah it was a kind of armoured car but it was used in D-Day wasn't it I think it Uh wasn't a tank Mm. or anything but it was an armoured small vehicle I'm at Rush Green Mortars in Stevenage where proprietor Bruv as he's affectionately known as one of those fighting vehicles to show me blimey yeah Morris Morris light reconnaissance This piece of twisted metal does have four wheels, but apart from that, it's unrecognisable. That vehicle has been here probably since the 50s. That's been here since I was a boy. Yeah, it was a hunk of rusting metal. You're, you're overselling what was there. I it, am. It, was, it was some twisted metal <laughs> yeah. that was probably, you know, about, I don't know, 30 centimetres across <laughs> and maybe a metre long. And it, you wouldn't have looked at it and gone, oh, we'll re- rebuild that. It's a bit like finding a car key and going, well, I, I've got that bit, so I can now build this Range Rover at Vogue. Well, that more or less is what happened because I was watching it and, she, and they got this bloke and his daughter in who specialise in restoring old yeah. vehicles. To work, but it, t- it was another film that took them a year to do. Yeah. So the first section was was the okay that we've got this bit of metal in the scrapyard. We'll come back in a year to see if you've restored it. And we know the perils of this because Joe and Jay Rayner was on this podcast. He was talking about some he buried some butter in a bog. Oh God, the butter, the bog butter. Fucking great episode. And, and he had to go back in a year and they hadn't worked they hadn't written down where it was no. <laughs> so you can go back and listen to that if you haven't on it's uh, also good uh, because the man podcast. who was the key person in that when they filmed it the first time he was about 95 which seemed like a bit of a gamble to do a big two-parter over a year as I watched it though and they were going well we need to get this we can't get the parts for this anymore so we've got to actually build the parts ourselves it was basically the triggers broom of vehicles yeah. <laughs> it, was, it was just everything about it was new and the one bit that, that they could point to 
the one bit when it was they did restore it yeah. and it drove out of their garage 18 months later and you go that looks nothing like the bit of metal <laughs> there but and, when they went but we've uh, see this this lock here. Yes. we've uh, we've restored this lock she's done a very good job and it works <laughs> oh this <laughs> lock <is> well done <laughs> we throw we threw everything else away yeah, the original so, bit it wasn't even the lock it was the mechanism inside yeah, the that's lock. right <laughs> And that was all in, that was it just came in and out. <laughs> and it looked worse than anything else on the machine. But that's so, how you can tell it's authentic. Look, I mean, <laughs> it's very old. The way it cuts your hand when you get near it. Oh. Hello there. Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Quickly, quickly, we haven't got long. Please listen to the all-new Angelos Angelos and Barry podcast. It's a funny one. Oh, my God, it's hilarious. There's so much muck in it. The biggest names in tennis are coming to Paris for the most anticipated Roland Garros in years. Tennis Channel Plus is your place to watch. Stream every court from your phone or smart TV live in HD. Experience three weeks of unparalleled tournament access as the world's top players in tennis face off against each other. Will the veteran champions continue their dominance or will a fresh face emerge to challenge their legacy on the clay courts? Daily live coverage of this epic showdown begins Monday, May 20th. Don't miss a matchup. Stream it now with Tennis Channel Plus to be there when it happens. A lot can happen in three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Oddly, I think the one thing I didn't do there was I was waiting for the A-team music, where they, they do that thing <laughs> oh, where it bursts yeah. out of a sort oh, of shed and you, you built it out. But that, yeah. that's, oh. that's too much fun. <laughs> <laughs> People died at D-Day. <laughs> <laughs> but when they were talking, going back to the history, when Greg went to Beverly Night, oh, so what's your favourite period in history? And she went... <laughs> Victorian. We'll <laughs> <laughs> put on the spot. And then Alex goes, oh, you should have your own show. You should do a Victorian show. Pitching a show with Beverly Knight on Victorian history. That's Again. Big Wings upstairs going, fucking Beverly Knight's on for a history show. Get her on quick. She's on a show that Jules on once a year. That's all she's ever on. So the River film that this was the River Ribble in Lancashire. Uh-huh. And they introduced it by saying their usual switch off moment which by the way that noise was Mark having a, have a suck of a vape in case you wonder what that was <laughs> it wasn't the river ribble <laughs> going over the beautiful cold cobbles of and you get cobbles in a the river they've been dumped there <laughs> this is why they've made the film it's a problem it was that thing where they just went well you know the one show uh, we uh, do a lot about plastic and I just went oh fucking hell mm. you know I've had some months off watching this and it's still they're going on about yeah. bloody plastic in water but then they turned it into 
this open water swimmer and then they asked somebody who was looking after the river what's the worst thing he'd found in the river <laughs> right and i think he said it was a dead sheep or something i think yeah but they missed a trick because that should have been another what they're now calling a call out by the way yes um uh, what's the worst thing you've ever found in a river <laughs> That'd be and great. They, they didn't get that and I, I just sort of wanted to go well laura from warwick she's been in touch to say she once saw a human shit floating in the river avon <laughs> <laughs> Missed the entire trick. What's the worst thing you've ever found is a great text. I, mean, I, w- I wish we had a text consult and that this was going out live. Oh. Just quickly, what's the worst thing you've ever found? <laughs> Jesus Christ. Uh, did you see the earlier episode, probably last Fridays, with Jerry Horner and oh. Rob Beckett? God, I, wi- no. I wish I had. I only started on Monday. Oh, um, I, I don't blame you. But they, um, <laughs> they started it with a, a thing that we've missed, and it's part of comic relief going up Kilimanjaro. Oh, yeah. Um, and so Aurea Duba said... Um, um, we're going to be talking about the Kilimanjaro Nine, and I thought, oh no, another sort of wrongful conviction. <laughs> <laughs> but it, I was really glad I missed this. I mean, it looked like the children in need bikes thing, uh, yes. and I think they've seen how keen Matt is on that, and they've sort of gone, let's give him. You know, we can do. We do this really well. We do this better than we do plastics yeah. and long distance charity. <laughs> yeah, those are the two things we do. Matt Baker, I mean, it just loves that stuff. So, I mean, when's Comic Relief? It must be coming up very soon. Yeah, so I the, think it's end of March. So yeah. now we're back into uh, us having to watch the one. Show for this, I'm guessing that's going to be feeding in quite. I a think little. we'll see. A I had an I had an idea mm. that we should do this in a tie-in with the One Show, yeah, for comic relief, yeah. Because if we said to the One Show, so if anyone's listening from the One Show, right? Because you could kind of do it, you know, just properly. All we all we need to do is be allowed to be just taking over Radio One for the best part of an hour. Yeah, that's all we need. That's all you want. <laughs> <laughs> Getting this on uh, while the One Show's happening live. Yeah, we then get, we just have we a could, go at it. We could get. Stuff. Stacey Dooley on as a guest. (laughs) (laughs) And then Berater. (laughs) There was a little bit where Jodie Whittaker threw to a video within the the piece. So she was was not in the studio, but it was a comic relief recorded thing. And she sort of went, I want you to meet, you know, someone who's who's just so inspirational. Her name is Rose and she's from Kenya. And then it cut to a story about a woman who's working in Kenya. And I thought, I bet Jodie Whittaker was sitting by her phone that night waiting for the texts to come in off, you know, going, I hope I don't get Stacey Dooley'd. If you've ever wondered whether your money really makes a difference to people then let me introduce you to an amazing woman called rose even in the toughest of circumstances sometimes it takes just one person to transform the lives of many it is funny i mean as soon as you get into that that sort of comic relief thing on the one show it's just a massive turn off i can't they, they do it so earnestly yeah, I find the charity stuff on the one show it just it really really puts me off all charity and <laughs> <laughs> kindness and helping. <laughs> if the one show has achieved nothing else in its time, <laughs> it's just losing money for people just who need it most. One one last thing on that show that I loved was it was St David's Day, and so Alex did uh, she basically taught Oria Duba to say Happy St David's Day in Welsh, uh, and he gave it a go, and she sort of went, oh well you know not not great, but you know that that'll do. Um, you're going to be speaking uh, Welsh. Uh, she said, and you know what we went through downstairs. And there was such a big pause. I thought she was going to say, you know what the Welsh went through, don't you? you know? No blacks, no Irish, no dogs, no all-male singing choirs. <laughs> oh, the prejudice. Um, but no, it was, it was just her being professional. She just had a pause. Happy St David's Day yeah. to everybody in Wales and outside of Wales. We're Welsh. Um, now, remember what we went through what, downstairs. Yes. Oh, yeah, we did work Are out. you ready? This. Get it right Deep now. Do we happen? 
Mm. Deeth Gildewi half piss. I mean, nearly good effort. Good effort. We'll do for Friday night. Right? Uh, by, well, well it's all right. Speaking of choirs, we should uh, also mention that in back to that, that Grenfell film, mm. there were several things in that Grenfell film, but it all culminated in uh, what's his name? Garth, Gareth Malone? G- Gareth Malone. Gareth yeah. Malone, who does these choir yeah. programs. Um, but he's got, and it was, I thought it was brilliant. They mm. got this school that was in the shadow of Grenfell, and these kids, that, and some of the kids from the school had died in the fire, so they got these children who were deeply affected by the Hugely, hugely, hugely. But he'd gone in to work with them to, you know, uh, do these these songs. Uh, Almost like a bit of therapy, wasn't it? It was. It was you exactly know. that. And and the kids had written the stuff. One of the girls they got on there, whose name was Lyric, uh-huh. for a start, nice. um, came up with this amazingly moving song. Oh, she was brilliant. Wasn't yeah, it yeah. good? Uh, yeah, it was ripped. Like you said before about one of those other VTs, I would have preferred that like an hour long, yeah. at, like 8.30 on BBC One, yeah. put a bit of money into it and get, go, a bit, go a bit deeper yes. instead of yeah. however long it I mean, it felt, all the, they all felt very long, the VTs. Yeah, 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 yeah. They but do. this could have done something a bit better with this, even though it was brilliant, but it was the tip of the iceberg. Yeah. Yeah. Was. Although, was although saying that, I, I mean, I think there's a B, it's a BBC one programme about the whole thing, isn't it? I think oh, is so. that? I is think that, that what they were doing? I mean, in which they, case, they, they showed too much yeah. of yeah. what the BBC One show is, because that seemed to be, when you're doing magazine shows, you can't really go, well, let's put in the cliffhanger, let's put in the best bit right at the end. You know, you can't put in the most emotional moment of the thing, yeah. which they did, so it was long, but out of context, so you didn't build up to it. A strange decision. It, it, it was easily it the best fantastic. part of It's going to be a great documentary. Best, yeah. Yeah. And then they ended the show, which they always do quite cleverly, not least for the timing of it. So they got the choir in, some of the kids from this school, to sing a, not to sing another song another kid had written. Yeah. And they'd obviously rehearsed it very well. But I was watching the clocks. I was watching it on iPlay. You watched it live, didn't you? The no, watch, I watched oh. it live on Monday night. Right, and that was and then, uh, and then I had to download the iPlayer yeah. app on my phone. <laughs> and I watched Wednesday in two halves. I got back from the theatre last night and went, oh, fuck. Of course, there was some John Holmes' own work to do. <laughs> Come on then, Greg. There we go. <laughs> um, but they, they did that thing. I was watching the countdown. It's, it was like you know, a minute and a half left and they hadn't even started the song and I'm thinking mm. they're never going to get out on time for this but they did they hit it and yeah. they nailed it bang on yeah. uh, and it was really good and it reminded me you know when films like School of Rock or something have a kids choir a kids performance at the end mm. and it's quite a moving thing yeah. it was like that but it, it was a microcosm of it and I was like I was really impressed it, it, the, it was the funny thing very, it's very always moving. the way isn't it the, thing, the best things on the one show are things that you could actually watch half an hour of yeah yeah. but when they've got half an hour they'll put that in 15 minutes and then the other 15 minutes you hate <sighs> if anyone was working in television why don't you try and pitch a show where you go it's like the one show but it's fully good <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't flag at the start and it just you know it's oh. not a bit shit yeah uh, the other bit as well where in that Grenfell film where the man was moving house and it was about how mm. long he'd waited to get into this new property yeah, 20 months that's right and they'd managed to salvage some of his belongings from the from the wreckage of Grenfell they showed this vase that he'd got that he said his friend had given him years ago mm-hmm. and they got this vase and then at the end of the film you know they, they came off the back of it in that sort of you know voice an octave down to make it show that it's serious yeah. kind of a, a bit of presenting and then they said well he's um, and he sent us he's in his new house as you know and he's, he sent us a photo of himself watching the one show and I'm thinking Hasn't he suffered enough? <laughs> <laughs> but then Matt said, and look, there's the vase he was talking about in front of the telly. 
It was a different vase. It? it was, was not it? the same vase. Matt. <laughs> oh, 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 wouldn't it be good if it was a reflective vase and you could just see his dick and balls? <laughs> <laughs> You'd have to go back and check this to make sure I'm not going mad. But I did. And I went back twice to watch this little bit. Yeah. And it was the Greg Wallace episode. And I'm pretty sure that Alex went, So, Reg. And called him Reg. <laughs> and I went, Reg. And I went, Wait, what? Fuck it. And I was on my phone. I went, just let me wind back. And I went back too far, so I had to watch even more again, which was torturous. And they went, so, reg. So she either, she either swallowed the G or, or genuinely just went, so, reg. And called him reg. Oh, do you know, where, where was the, whereabouts was that? It was in, like, the final, the final bit. Right, Bef- okay. ju- just before Lang Lang. Before, around. <laughs> just before Lang Lang. Come on, Lang Lang. Come on. <laughs> bamboozes. But, just before Lang Lang, and it was around the, uh, you like history, don't you? Yeah. You like history, do you like history? It was around that time, so you've got to go back and check it, All definitely. Right. Uh, right, this brings us almost to the end. Any other business? Any other business, Mark Haynes? Um, I did like, there was a little uh, piece that went on for seemingly ever, uh, that was about the side effects of medication. Uh, where they met a load of uh, elderly people and tricked them at the end of their lives <laughs> yes! by giving them vitamin C, and, uh, yeah, yeah. and they basically well, you're a liar. <laughs> yes, they basically <laughs> given them uh, a list of symptoms they may get from taking this pill, which is vitamin C. And a load of them said, "Yeah, I got the symptoms so bad I had to stop taking it." Um, but there was a bloke who said a line which I loved so much. So he said. I don't have side effects because I don't read about the side effects because I only read the side effects if I think I've got the side effects. <laughs> hearing him do it, I was like, wow, that's like one of those things where in the 70s that would have been an act where you say <laughs> difficult things and people cheer. <laughs> Any other business? Uh, not from me. All right, that, you've had enough now. Are you ever going to watch it again? On, unless I have to come back on this. Which, no. you, which I'm going <laughs> to... Just for that reason, I'm going to make you do. Yeah. <laughs> uh, all right, I think there, there that brings us, not neatly, but certainly in some way, uh, to the end of this. If you have... Well, have the means to rate and review, please do. We'll be back next week. Tell your friends about this podcast, because apparently it really helps us. Or you could tell the people you hate and subject them to the horrors of the one show. As long as we put ears on seats, we don't care. Uh, whatever you do, though, remember this. When you look at the television to look at the one show, the one show also looks back into you. Goodbye. Hello, I'm Jack Beaumont and this is Crime Club, the podcast where I talk to people who have done terrible, terrible things, either immoral or illegal, ideally both. Fucking hell, mate. That's Crime Club. Oi, oi, oi. When it comes to your finances, you think you've done it all. You've saved, you've researched, and you've invested all that you can. Now it's time to take those investments to the next level by using the brand behind every great investor, Yahoo Finance. As America's number one finance destination, Yahoo Finance has everything you need, whether you're a seasoned trader or just dipping your toes into the market. Join the millions of investors who trust Yahoo Finance to guide them on their financial journey. For comprehensive financial news and analysis, visit yahoofinance.com, the number one financial destination, yahoofinance.com. 
Why don't more infant formula companies use organic, grass-fed whole milk instead of skim? Why don't more infant formula companies use the latest breast milk science? Why don't more infant formula companies run their own clinical trials? Why don't more infant formula companies use more of the proteins found in breast milk? Why don't more infant formula companies have their own factories instead of outsourcing their manufacturing? We wondered the same thing. So we made Byheart, a better formula for formula. Learn more at byheart.com.